From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders will be in Eau Claire this coming weekend, stumping for Democratic Senator Tammy Baldwin. Republicans are targeting her this fall, and Sanders is considering another run for president himself in 2020. What will it mean for Baldwin's campaign to have such a heavy hitter like Bernie rallying for her? Well, it's the latest in a string of fellow U.S. senators who've come into Wisconsin to kind of help campaign for her. Uh, Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, Amy Klobuchar from uh, Minnesota, just known couple, Camilla Harris from California. You know, it it shows that there is some attention on Wisconsin, that they're coming in to raise the profile of the race and also to help Baldwin gen up excitement among certain populations. You know, Sanders won this, uh, Wisconsin's primary for the presidential race in 2016. He's obviously got a pocket of supporters still in the state, and, you know, it's not at all hurtful for her to have those people excited about her running for re-election this fall. Turning to the topic of the governor's race, all eight of the Democrats vying for the chance to take on Governor Walker this fall will have their first and only statewide audience to make their case. This week in a televised debate in Milwaukee on Thursday night, with so many on stage in such a short period of time, how will they each try to appeal to voters and to make themselves memorable? That's a good question. Uh, We haven't really seen anybody being really vicious attacks in the primary yet. We've seen a couple of small things and, you know, a little bit of digs here and there. What I'm watching for is at what point does anybody really take the gloves off? Because what we've seen is that Tony Evers is the front runner. Uh, That's fairly clear, in part because of his name ID. He's run statewide four times, won three times. So when we see polls like the Marquette one, that have him lean the pack, a lot of people think that is just a reflection of the people know who he is. The question becomes if and when people like Keldo Royce and Malin Mitchell and maybe Matt Flynn, will they, if and when they get up on the air and start introducing themselves to voters, do they pull some support away from Evers? Do, do they see, do people, voters see them as an alternative to him? Or does Evers get up and run his own ads and they, people reinforce that, oh, this is the guy that I like? Uh, that's what we're kind of watching for. Staying on the topic of the governor's race, Governor Walker has been touting his $100 per child tax credit, which observers say he hopes will ride him to victory in November. The deadline for filing a claim was last Monday. The State Department of Revenue says that as of the deadline, more than a half million people have made claims for the tax credit. So in looking at those numbers, was this successful and do you think it will carry Walker into November? Well, I don't know if this issue alone is going to carry Walker into November, but looking at this thing by itself, there are two sides to it. One, there are more than half a million households that will get some kind of tax rebate, so that's what Walker is touting, that that's a good thing, right? The flip side is there were an estimated 671,000 households that were eligible for the tax credit. That means there are you know, more than 100,000 people or households that could have gotten it that didn't. Walker's going to tout the success of getting 550-some thousand people to sign up for it. But again, that's as short of the overall universe of people who could have gotten the money, and it's well short of the overall population of Wisconsin who don't, aren't seeing a benefit. 
State School Superintendent Tony Evers has been one of the leading candidates in the Democratic primary for governor, but the GOP sees him as weak on teacher discipline and has attacked him for not suspending the license of a teacher who viewed pornography on his state computer. Then documents surfaced last week that show Evers revoked or negotiated the surrender of 12 teacher licenses last September, which is a record number for him, apparently. Do you think there is a connection between the criticism and this uh, crackdown, and do you think this issue will follow Evers? Well, I can't say definitively one way or another if there is a connection, uh, but Republicans very much want to make one, and the Department of Public Instruction says there is not one. What is interesting about this is that um, last year during the his reelection bid as to, for state superintendent, Evers had a fairly weak opponent and won easily, so the issue of teacher discipline wasn't really prosecuted in the public eye. So we don't know how potent an issue this is for Evers if he does become the Democratic nominee because it never really got legs in the race last year. But Republicans see this as a vulnerability for him. If he is the nominee, they will push this very hard because it strikes at home for you know people who have kids in school that this is a guy who's in charge of education. He wasn't protecting kids from teachers like this. I mean, that's the message that they want to drive. I just don't know in the grand scheme of things how effective that is among the priorities people have, and that's kind of to be determined, and we're a long ways away from that at this point. Speaking of Democratic candidates for governor, one seems to be stepping up his game as we head into the August 14th primary. Wisconsin Firefighters Union President Malin Mitchell is on a 10-day barnstorm of the state. He's hitting up a lot of places, businesses, particularly the breweries. He's talking to people at the senior centers, and he's holding roundtables on issues all during this 10-day uh, dash. Do you think other Democratic gubernatorial candidates will follow with attention-grabbing uh, strategies of their own? Well, they've all been traveling the state. They've all been doing forums. They've all been doing things to kind of introduce themselves to voters. The issue is, you know, while these kind of tours are, are great to meet people, they're really, until you're up on TV and radio introducing yourself to voters, they're not really going to tune in because, let's be honest, I mean, yes, Mitchell is going to get media attention to each spot where he goes, so there'll be a a quick hit, maybe on the TV station that night, maybe something in the paper the next day. But as far as like really reaching people, you do that through paid media. That's radio and TV, digital ads. And these guys are up in the air yet. We are now just the verge of a month away from the primary. So what I'm watching for is at what point can either of these candidates get up on the air and do a sustained media buy and introduce themselves to voters because they need to kind of get people to know who they are in a short period of time. Thanks for joining us, JR. Anytime. That's wispolitics.com editor JR Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.